0: I am Dr. Mark McCullough, and welcome to another reading of Dante. Today, I will be reading Canto 14 from the Inferno, translated by Mark Musa. Before I start, and then follow with my uh, d- d- brief discussion on Canto 14, I will read a Muse's summary uh, for this canto. They come to the edge of the wood of suicides where they see before them a stretch of burning sand upon which flames rain eternally, and through which a stream of boiling blood is carried in a raised channel formed of rock. There, many groups of tortured souls are on the burning sand. Virgil explains that those lying supine on the ground are the blasphemers, those crouching are the usurers, those wandering aimlessly, never stopping, are the sodomites. Representative of the blasphemers is Capanius, who died cursing his god. The pilgrim questions his guide about the source of the river of boiling blood. Virgil's reply contains the most elaborate symbol in the inferno, that of the old man of Crete, whose tears are the source of all the rivers in hell. The love we shared both for our native city moved me to gather up the scattered leaves and give them back to the voice that now had faded. We reached the confines of the woods that separate the second from the third round. There I saw God's justice in its dreadful operation. Now to picture clearly these unheard of things, we arrived to face an open stretch of flat land whose soil refused the roots of any plant. The grieving forest made a wreath around it as the sad river of blood enclosed the woods. We stopped right there, right at the borderline. This wasteland was a dry expanse of sand, thick, burning sand, no difference from the kind that Cato's feet packed down in other times. O Revenge of God! How awesomely you should be feared by everyone who reads these truths that were revealed to my own eyes! Many separate herds of naked souls I saw, all weeping desperately. It seemed each group had been assigned a different penalty. Some souls were stretched out flat upon their backs, others were crouching there all tightly hunched, some wandered, never stopping, round and round. Far more there were of those who roamed the sand, and fewer were the souls stretched out to suffer, but their tongues were looser, for the pain was greater. And over all that sandland, a falling of slowly raining broad flakes of fire showered steadily, a mountain snowstorm on a windless day, like those that Alexander saw descending on his troops while crossing India's torrid lands, flames falling, floating solid to the ground, and he with all his men began to tread the sand so that the burning flames might be extinguished one by one before they joined. Here, too, a never-ending blaze descended, kindling the sand like tinder under flint sparks, and in this way the torment there was doubled. Without a moment's rest the rhythmic dance of wretched hands went on, this side, that side, brushing away the freshly fallen flames. And I, my master, you who overcome all opposition, except for those tough demons who came to meet us at this gate of dis, who is that mighty one that seems unbothered by burning, stretched sullen and disdainful there, looking as if the rainfall could not tame him? And that very one who was quick to notice me, inquiring of my guide about him, answered, "'What I was once alive, I am still dead. "'Let Jupiter wear out his smith, "'from whom he seized in anger "'that sharp thunderbolt he hurled "'to strike me down, my final day. "'Let him wear out all those others, "'one by one, who work the soot-black forge "'of Montebello.' "'As he shouts, "'Help me, good Vulcan! I need your help.' the way he cried that time at Phlegra's battle, and with all his force let him hurl his bolts at me, no joy of satisfaction would I give him. My guide spoke back at him with cutting force. I never heard his voice so strong before. O oh Capanius, since your blustering pride will not be stilled, you are made to suffer more. No torment other than your rage itself "'could punish your gnawing pride more perfectly.' "'And then he turned a calmer face to me, saying, "'That was a king, one of the seven besieging Thebes. "'He scorned and would seem still to go on scorning God "'and treat him lightly. "'But I, as I said to him, he decks his chest "'with ornaments of lavished words that prick him. "'Now follow me, and also pay attention "'not to put your feet upon the burning sand.' but to keep them well within the wooded line. Without exchanging words, we reached a place where a narrow stream came gushing from the woods. Its reddish water still runs fear through me. Like the one that issues from Belakam, whose waters are shared by prostitutes downstream, it wore its way across the desert sand. This river's bed and banks were made of stone. So were the tops of both its sides and then I understood this was our way across. Among the other marvels I have shown you, from the time we made our entrance through the gate, whose threshold welcomes every evil soul, your eye has not discovered anything as remarkable as this stream you see here, extinguishing the flames above its path. These were my master's words, and I at once implored him to provide me with the food for which he had given me the appetite. In the middle of the sea there lies a wasteland, he immediately began, that is known as Crete, under whose king the world knew innocence. There is a mountain there that was called Ida, then happy in its verdure and its streams, now deserted like an old discarded thing. Rhea chose it once as a safe cradle for her son, and to conceal his presence better, she had her servant scream loud when he cried. In the mountain's core an ancient man stands tall, He has his shoulders towards Demetia, and faces Rome as though it were his mirror. His head is fashioned of the finest gold. Pure silver are his arms and hands and chest. From there to where his legs spread, he is brass. The rest of him is all of chosen iron, except his right foot, which, which is terracotta. He puts more weight on this foot than the other. Every part of him, except the gold, is broken by a fissure, Dripping tears down to his feet, where they collect to erode the cavern's rock. From stone to stone they drain down here, becoming rivers, the Acheron, Styx, Philegiathon, then overflow down through this tight canal until they fall to where all falling ends. They form Cotitis. What that pool is like, I need not tell you. You will see yourself. And I to him, if this small stream beside us had its source as you have told me in our world, why have we seen it only on this ledge? And he to me, you know this place is round, and though your journey has been long, circling towards the bottoms, turning only to the left, you have not completed a full circle, so you should never look surprised as now if you see something, if you see something you have not seen before and die again. Where, master, shall I find leave and philaththon? You omit the first and say the other forms from the rain of tears. I'm very happy when you question me, he said, but the blood-red water boiled should answer certainly one of your questions. And leave you shall see but beyond this valley, at a place where souls collect to wash themselves, when penitence has freed them of their guilt." Now it is time to leave the edge of woods, he added. Be sure you follow close behind me. The margins are our road, they do not burn, and all the flames above them are extinguished. So in my discussion on Inferno 14, I want to concentrate on two figures, two, th- two uh, g- sort of themes through the figures of Capanius, who is... Um, the one who is uh, there in hell because of blasphemy, and uh, also want to concentrate on lines 94 through 111, um, the old man of Crete, and I'll explain why those two places are of particular importance. So let's start with capaneus capaneus is uh, part of those souls who are suffering because of blasphemy, and in line 22 through 24, um, Dante describes uh, three groups of sinners who are being... Um, uh, who who are being punished in this circle. Uh, he, he writes, Some souls were stretched out flat upon their bl- backs. Others were crouching there, all tightly hunched. Some wandered, never stopping, round and round. So those are the three groups. And the first group, the, the those souls stretched out flat on their backs, those are the blasphemers. And that includes uh, capaneus The other two groups are the Usurers and the Sodomites. And... Um, the, the, the the usurers will see actually in Canto 16 and the sodomites in 15 so there's sort of a reverse but first we see the blasphemers who are um, stretched out flat on their backs and, and they're all except for one exception the um, uh, which we'll see later on um, all the uh, damned in, in hell are naked and um, there's only one group who isn't and um, so Every time that Dante emphasizes the nakedness of the damned, it appears that he's uh, emphasizing the vulnerability, and he does that here in Canto f- uh, 14, where he emphasizes the vulnerability, uh, particularly of the blasphemers who are stretching out flat on their backs, and uh, by doing so, it's, it's, they're both vulnerable and sort of um, lacking in any kind of power. And that's a good introduction to Capaneus. Capanius was one of those kings who fought against um, Polynices um, uh, on the side of Eteocles. And no, Eteocles and uh, Polynices were both sons of Oedipus. And this was after Oedipus's self-blinding and um, uh, leaving of the city of Thebes. Uh, these two brothers of Oedipus fought for the city, and so Eteocles uh, uh, gathers together. Uh, a number of, of seven kings from around the area in order to fight against uh, uh, Thebes. Capaneus is one of those uh, kings, and he is killed in um, climbing, he's climbing one of the, the, uh, the walls. Um, this story is told in several places, but Dante would have known of this story from Statius, uh, a Roman poet uh, who wrote uh, the Tibiad, which is just, uh, just simply means of Thebes or a poem about Thebes. And um, this scene in which Campanius attempts to scale the walls and is um, struck by uh, Jove or Zeus's thunderbolt uh, is in book 10 of the Phoebe, um, that, that work on Thebes. Um, it's, it's also interesting to note that of all the figures that Dante could have chosen, for the sin of blasphemy, the violence against God, he chose um, a pagan uh, king, um, an ancient pagan king, and uh, um, as if as if he wanted to, as if Dante wanted to emphasize that the um, uh, that the, that blasphemy is uh, transcends uh, the the Christian scheme of things. That it is that hubris or the this kind of pride that Capanius articulates through his actions here. Um, uh, transcend the Christian world scheme and go back as far as ancient Greece, and you can see uh, his pride, Capanius's pride, in Dante's great description of him, and then uh, Virgil's rebuke of him. Um, he says in line fifty-one, uh, Capanius, "What I was once alive, I still am dead. Let Jupiter wear out his smith, from whom he seized in anger that sharp." Thunderbolt, he hurled to strike me down my final day. So he's he's still very upset in hell. And Virgil responds in a very Dante-esque type way uh, in saying, "Your anger, right? Your blustering pride and your anger, your rage is actually the the your contrapasso or your punishment. Um, you are your own punishment, right? <laughs> you." This hell doesn't really need to design much for you. It's your own entrapment in blasphemy, and so Capanius is this character who, um, chosen from ancient Greek uh, uh, Greek tragedy uh, via uh, Statius, who is a, a, a Roman poet who will see. Actually, I don't know if we'll see it, but um, I've seen it, and those of you who have read Purgatory uh, will see it. Uh, Statius. Um, arrives in purgatory um in a very important place so dante owed a huge debt to the poetry of statius um but the is chosen in part because he does kind of articulate this hubris um as if to suggest you know um again that 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 transcends the christian world scheme um and that all all persons must respect um Sort of the presence of God or the Godhead in any form that it's revealed, uh, not just in in a Christian perspective or Christian way. And so uh, Capenius is a prideful character whose violence against God is blasphemy. He's still trapped in his own blasphemy, and that is contrapasso. And um, it's it's a it's a memorable it's a memorable portrayal uh, of the sin of blasphemy. On first glance, it may not seem uh, that the old man of Crete, this discussion of the of the various rivers in Hell, has any connection whatsoever to Capenius. But um, I would say that that a connection is in Dante's uh, drawing up of uh, the giants, the idea of, of very large uh, figures, uh, and very large figures. Capenius is a giant, very large figures that in some in many ways. Um, lack any power whatsoever and we'll see more giants in the inferno ending with satan himself who uh in, in many readers minds is sort of a, a, a giant windmill um a giant mechanical windmill uh, we'll get there um but for right now uh canto 14 presents these gigantic <coughs> excuse me gigantic figures and the old man of crete is also one of these uh, gigantic figures and this very large statue it's, I am uh, not totally equipped to unpack the entire, ex- ex- you know, extensive history of the secondary readings and uh, criticism and interpretation of this passage. But the basic allegory uh, of the old man is, uh, I believe, um, a- alongside not it's not so much a political allegory or a um, one might say, a historical allegory in which, man's history is just one of, 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 of diminishment, right? There's a golden age followed by a, a silver age followed by a bronze age and then followed by, you know, an age of plastic or something. Um, but more or less the sort of moral um, allegory of, um, of Adam, of old, of old Adam, and then being uh, at, at some later p- point renewed uh, I- into uh, 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 the sort of the, the, the salvation by Christ Restoring man to his proper place in the universe, um, the uh, and and again it's been interpreted in many different ways. I would say that this uh, many ways the the, the canto is sort of sort of an adapt adaptation of the Book of Daniel uh, and his uh, Daniel's interpretation of Nebuchadnezzar's uh, dream, um, which. Uh, have encouraged so many commentators to suggest that because this is the source, that Dante's statue reflects the history of the Roman Empire, um, and the the history of the Roman Empire told allegorically, we know from book uh, book six, uh, from from Virgil's uh, Aeneid, uh, in which um, in which uh, Aeneas is told by his father the whole the whole entire history of the Roman Empire, including including him, uh, Aeneas, uh, founding that, that empire. Um, also, we find a, an allusion uh, to uh, a poet Dante would have known very, very intimately, Ovid, and in Ovid as well, uh, there, is a, um, there is a kind of allegory, uh, I think it's in book one, uh, yes, in fact, I look at my notes, it's in book one, uh, lines 89 through 150, Where uh, sort of Ovid describes the the progressive corruption of mankind. However, um, I'm making the argument here, as other commentators have as well, that um, that that this that this uh, allegory, uh, the significance of the old man of Crete is primarily uh, moral and and about um, and really kind of couched in uh, Dante's own time, his own medieval uh, Christian idea. So, uh, what what are the significances of the of the various um, parts of the Old Man of Crete? Well, the he- the head of gold uh, represents the man's uh, free will, um, his immunity uh, from Adam's uh, sinful heritage, and the silver limbs indicate the corruption of, of man's reason by error. Uh, the bronze, his will undermined by uh, by malatia, which is undermined by by evil. The iron, his um, his subject to his infirmities, and the terracotta, uh, his prey to uh, cubitatus, which we saw um, very early on to lust. And really, the brilliant stroke of genius here is at the, in, in the tears that flow from all these parts, um, except for the head, uh, which is really the suffering that man goes through in his the effects of original, original sin. And uh, that actually, those tears maybe have been suggested by uh, Statius himself, which is another um, indirect allusion to, uh, to his poem, uh, The Tibiad, which is the, um, uh, the poem about uh, Thebes. We also notice that even though the giant uh, of the old man of Crete, which is um, found in, uh, an allusion is found in Augustine's city of God, um, this, this sort of giant which prefigures Satan, also, kind of is an inversion of Christ Himself, right? Where Christ is the uh, sort of the, the bruised figure, you know, crucified, and all the wounds flow the waters of salvation. So too the Old Man of Crete in uh, nourishing, or not so much nourishing, but just providing the water uh, for for all the the rivers. And what's particularly brilliant is in all of these, uh, in 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 all of these uh, uh, allegories, we see. Uh, the, the mechanisms by which hell is, uh, uh, hell's rivers are produced. So we've got the various rivers that are here in hell. Uh, the Acheron, which is the, we saw early, is like the frontier upon all, where all the, um, the damned souls have to cross. The Styx, uh, which gathers the tears of all the sin, sinful who have uh, committed the, the damnable uh, offense of uh, incontinence. Uh, the Phlegethon, those of violence, and uh, the Cocytus, which really marks absolute evil, and we'll see, uh, we'll see that in the um, in the latter half or the latter third of of the Inferno, where we have the the river itself is completely frozen over, um, and many of the damned are stuck there in in the ice with just their heads protruding um, through it. Um, so so these three rivers represent all the different areas of hell and are produced and do produce kind of the delineation uh, of of the three uh different uh, uh version uh, the three different parts of hell incontinence violence and and uh and simple and complex fraud and malice the last river mentioned uh, in this uh, canto is leave and we will not see uh, leave until uh, purgatory where um, after Dante's confession, he will he will wash himself in the river there, and the uh, leave acts as a kind of forgetting uh, of his former self. Now that his his will has been perfected, there's a lot more to say about this canto. I will I will just uh, briefly mention the beginning where um, this is Dante's uh, poetic genius. Dante doesn't seem to be all that interested in um, in sort of hermetically seal, sealing one canto from the next. So the canto 14 begins with an allusion to canto 13, uh, to the Florentine suicide, and so as we see increasingly, um, Dante will break, uh, will break the, the the wall of the end of the canto to either anticipate what will happen uh, in the next or will look back on what has just happened, and this is his allusion to the uh, Florentine suicide is not a moment of pity because we find that he, he takes up the scattered leaves and gives them back to the voice that is now faded. Um, he does that for love, not of, uh, not, uh, not of love for the suicide, but for love of his own city. This canto is an, another one of the great examples of, of how brilliant Dante is in tying together classical and Christian um, elements. And um, we see how the classical for Dante was not at opposition or an antithesis to the Christian world scheme, but rather in figures like the old man of Crete and Capanius, uh, how the classical world, in all of its poetry, philosophy, politics, anticipated um, anticipated the, uh, the, the gospel message. and it and really did anticipate many of the elements in his own that is Dante's own contemporary medieval society. So. Um, no other poet does this as great as Dante does and in, this is in many ways why he is called the great poet of the high uh, middle ages and perhaps uh, the greatest poet who ever wrote so I will um, I will I will join you uh, and hope you join me next time uh, for canto 15 in which we will discuss uh, the very controversial subject of of, of, of the sodomites and uh, the the, um, in the figure of, of Dante's great teacher, uh, Latini.